Welcome to episode 34 of the Aligned Women podcast. Today's episode, we are having a conversation with Dr. Molly Beckwith about keeping practice right for you and for your family and how that can look so many different ways and how it can change quite often too. Before we get started with today's episode, I just want to let you know that I'm trying out a couple of new features on the show. A couple of segments, I guess you could call them. Uh, One is practice growth tips and the other is working mom hacks. So you will hear from two other moms today as well, Dr. Emily Spear and Dr. Erin Jacobs-Stagner in today's episode. Before we get started, I just want to give you a quick reminder to head over to alignedwomen.com and subscribe to the email newsletter for the show and for the Aligned Women community. When you become an Aligned Women Insider, you'll get access, VIP access, to our monthly trainings, challenges, and masterclasses, which are all free, by the way, and insights from me that I only share in email. So head over to alignedwomen.com and subscribe today. Now on to the episode. You're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the show for moms who are chiropractors. This show will bring you guests to share their stories, their struggles, their experiences, and me, your host, Dr. Danielle Eaton, so that you can create a practice that's right for you and your family. Hey, Mama Chiropractors. Today, I am here with Dr. Molly Beckwith. Dr. Molly, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So tell us a bit more about yourself and your family. Well, I am in Jackson, Mississippi, and my husband is also a chiropractor. Um, So we met in school. We went to Parker in Dallas, and we met there our first trimester, started dating. We got engaged a year and a half later and then married a year after that and then got pregnant right away. And my son was born um, a week before graduation, so like two days after checking out of clinic and having all my requirements, my water broke, and I had a baby. Wow. And so we kind of just did everything really fast. (laughs) Um, We didn't really know each other like in a real-life situation. You know, we just kind of had met and fell in love under the you know, perfect umbrella of school that we didn't realize was so perfect until we got out into the real world. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I graduated a trimester ahead of my husband then. Um, he um, took an additional trimester. And so for the first four months then, I was just a stay-at-home mom, but all my friends moved away because all my friends were in school. And so it was a really hard transition for me into motherhood because it was just a lot of drastic changes at one time. So um, he um, graduated and we moved to Mississippi, which I had never been here before. I was a Florida girl. So like the South was not, not something I was familiar with. Like as Southern as I grew up, like it was not part of the South. <laughs> and so yes. it was a different culture for me. It was really shocking. I didn't really know what to do with myself. And so um, anyway, kind of long story short, my husband and I ended up separating shortly after moving to Mississippi. 
I moved back home with my parents. So I had just gotten my license in Mississippi because um, I had passed all my boards during school. My husband did not. And so the plan was for me to work as a chiropractor and then my husband to work, you know, another job um, until he could pass his boards and get licensed and also work as a chiropractor. So I moved to Florida and I lived there with my parents for a couple of months. I got licensed in Florida and I started seeing patients in Florida. And so that's when I, I was making house calls or people were coming to my mom's house and I was adjusting them there. So it actually was one of those things that like I just fell into because I had to, <laughs> not that I actually chose like, I want to do house calls. Like I had, I had to make money somehow, you know, I was a single mom and, you know, as much as my parents were, you know, helping me a ton, um, you know, they, they still wanted to push me to take care of myself a little bit. So I ended up, my husband and I got back together, um, and so I started working officially in Mississippi um, when my son was 14 months old. So when I was living at home with my mom, like she worked um, kind of part-time hours, so I just made sure that I kind of alternated my schedule with hers so that when I was working, she could stay home and watch my son, or my sister also lived at home, so she would tag team a little bit too. Um, so when I started working here, I didn't want to lose that. Like, I really liked having my son with me. I liked the flexibility of not having to pump because I was breastfeeding still. And, um, I really hated pumping and I did not respond well to a pump. Um, so I could pump for 30 minutes and get like a half an ounce and it was miserable. Yeah. <laughs> so I, um, just worked um, just a couple days a week. And at that point, we had bought an office building um, in this tiny, teeny, tiny small town that my husband had grown up in. So it was in our budget, which was, you know, just a couple hundred dollars a month for that mortgage. And um, so I started working there and seeing patients there. Um, but if you know anything about Mississippi, um, health and wellness and um, anything that means you're taking care of your body is not a very high priority in this area. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really enjoy the practice that I had because it was very pain-based. It wasn't the wellness practice that I loved. I wasn't seeing pregnant moms. I wasn't seeing babies. And that's what I had really realized that I wanted to do. Um, so I started making house calls out of, um, I guess, space from our apartment. So I would, I told people I would go in a hundred mile radius um, because we were in, you know, we're in the capital city of Jackson, but it's pretty, it's still pretty small and very spread out. So I started doing house calls here and that's kind of how my practice grew. And it was just very word of mouth. My son would come with me. Um, or I would work only like in the evening after my husband got home from work at like five o'clock. So uh, sometimes I'd work until, you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night and then get home and then, you know, be a mom the next day until five o'clock and then I would go be a doctor again. Yes. So that's kind of like our background a little bit. A very long story. I told you I'd keep it short and I didn't. <laughs> But that's like a really roundabout way of how I realized that 
it was okay if my practice wasn't in a brick and mortar building with nine to five hours on set days. You know, I was just, you know, week to week, like I didn't know what my husband's schedule was going to be, you know, what my baby was going to be up to. Like, so I kind of just took it week to week and I changed as needed. And that's kind of how I've just done it, you know, in the two year sense is just accepted that it's not going to look the same as anybody else, but it works for us. And, um, I don't think I've had the same hours or even days for longer than a couple months at a time. I keep changing them, but they're not posted. So nobody really knows. <laughs> so there's a lot of things here that I think are really a uh, great testament to what we talk about at Aligned Women so often is creating a practice that's right for you and your family and whatever that looks like or whatever you want that to look like is really okay. I'm curious mm -hmm. to hear more from you, Molly, if there was ever a time that you felt like it wasn't okay for you to have the, the practice that you did at any point in any of those phases that you've transitioned through. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't think I really accepted where I was for a really long time. Like I always wanted to, have that vision in my head of, you know, seeing, you know, X number of people a week and making so much money and that I wasn't doing the right thing because I was only working a couple days a week. And no matter how much I thought I should be working five days a week, it made me a terrible person, a terrible mom and a terrible mother. Like I was tired and cranky and I didn't, I didn't like it. I felt like I was never able to see my son. And then if I was home and it, you know, I, you know, you can never guarantee your child's mood. So if he was in a bad mood and I was really having a hard time, I felt really guilty because I was not getting him at the best time of his day and he was not getting me at the best time of my day. And so I try, you know, <laughs> try that for like a week. And I would realize like in very quickly in just that week, that that just didn't work for me and so I think it wasn't really until maybe a year ago that I just said you know what this is me this is my practice this is what I do and I stopped making excuses for it and I just started you know I've always kind of been really honest with my patients and up front and you know just saying I, I can't like I can't have that appointment with you tomorrow because my son, um, you know, had an anaphylactic reaction yesterday and I just need to be home with my child. Like he's fine. But for my mom heart, like mm -hmm. I have to be home right now. And they were all so understanding and forgiving and loving and generous to me that I was like, you know, like this is perfect. Like this is the most perfect ideal practice and my patients love it and I really love it. Why can't I just be okay with it and stop like, you know, making excuses for like, you know, I only work three days a week and I don't know why it took me so long, but I think slowly, like, you know, just my patients feedback and just talking to me has, you know, not only made me grow as a business owner and a doctor, but then a person, 
you know, I think with everything happening so quickly, like fresh out of school and being mom and everything, like, I don't think I really had a chance to accept who I had become as a person and, you know, who I was as a mom and who I was as a wife. And um, so it was a lot of like healing um, just of myself and um, working through all that. And that helped me um, in practice. And then once I was more confident in that, it was amazing. And I always say like, God just knows what I need. And so you know, on a week where I don't have a lot of people on the schedule, like it'll be a week where I really needed to catch up on self-care. I really needed to catch up on paperwork or I really just needed that extra time with my son and he'd always end up getting sick on one of those days I had off. And so it was, you know, once I got to a place where I could handle having a bigger practice and more patients, it happened. And I think it was, you know, I think it was just God did that for me because I wouldn't have been able to really do it myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know myself well enough to do that. But, you know, he was just taking care of me the entire way through and saying, you know, just be faithful with this and I'll take care of the rest. And so that's kind of where my practice is right now. I just added another day um, in my work week, but I did it because we're trying to have a second baby now. And I knew with my son, I was so exhausted. And I was at the point, you know, previous to last week when I added in a fourth day that I was working like, you know, long days trying to see everybody. And I was back to back. And, you know, sometimes I was running late um, with appointments. And so I said, you know what, why don't I just add in another day? And, you know, my son is just home with my husband. It's not like I'm paying somebody. And he's happy there. He loves his dad. And I don't feel guilty like being away from him anymore. You know, he's three and a half. He's older. He's very independent. You know, still loves his mama, but, you know, he can handle me being gone and I can handle being gone more. And then I can have more relaxed days and I can make sure that I'm really taking care of myself in between um, patients and everything as well. Yes. I had a day a couple of weeks ago where I had 16 people scheduled within two hours. And for some people, that's probably not a big deal. For me, it <laughs> felt like, right. And it, looking at the schedule that morning for, you know, from 630, no, excuse me, 430 to 630 PM that day, I was going to be seeing 16 people. I felt mm-hmm. like, Oh, okay. That's going to be pretty stressful for me. But then yeah. by the magic of the universe, God, whatever, being on my side, <laughs> a few people contacted me and said, can we reschedule for tomorrow? And I was like, thank you. Yes, you can. Yes. <laughs> you can definitely reschedule like, for no, tomorrow. No cancellation fee. Like, yes, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Tell me more in your opinion, Molly, where do you think these messages or these ideas come from that we get where we believe we have to have a practice that looks a certain way, that is a certain size, or that makes a certain amount of money? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think I think we've talked about it in a little bit in like the mama chiropractor group, but I think it does come from the fact that there are just a lot of men in this profession. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and just seeing my husband's thought processes and a lot of things, you know, he doesn't think twice about, um, you know, dropping our son off at his dad's house and going off and running an errand alone. Whereas me, I'm like, I'm taking my child everywhere with me. And, 
it's just a totally, it's just totally different. They're two different worlds. And I think, I mean, most of our professors during school were men, you know, there were some female professors, but they either didn't really talk a lot about their practices. Um, I guess we also didn't really ask about their practices and how they were set up. So all of our business classes were men. And so, you know, you're just told you have to see, you know, if you don't see, you know, a thousand patients a week, you're not successful. And, um, you know, if it doesn't look this way and you're not doing all these therapies and everything, like that's just not, you're not doing the best that you can. And I mean, I think it just comes from a very male perspective and it's not a bad perspective. It's just totally different than me. And I know when I first moved here, I had a um, older chiropractor. He was retiring, contact me and asked me to come over to the office. And, you know, he would like to talk to me about possibly um, buying his practice. And it was, he kind of just cold called me, knew I was a new you know, doctor in the area. And so I went and he basically would have just handed me the practice, but it was a PI practice. It was very busy. It was very pain-based, obviously, with the PI. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really like it would have required us to move. Um, and I had, you know, finally made a couple of friends in Jackson. <laughs> so I talked to my husband. And I said, you know, this is like the opportunity of a lifetime. But I don't want to. Like, I just I just don't want to. As it just doesn't feel right. I just, I can't. And I called that chiropractor back and I very graciously turned down the offer and he cussed me out and told me I would never make it in a wellness practice in Mississippi. And I said, okay, goodbye. And I've not talked to him since, but I think about that conversation so many times and my practice now, I, I personally consider myself successful in his mind I'm probably not you know if you're basing it on patient visits a week and you know income made but I'm so happy doing what I'm doing and I am so glad I did not sit there and go but I'm really poor right now and I could really use the money and (laughs) and this forgiveness in me and my husband supported me in that and he said it's okay I'll keep working. I'll keep, you know, paying the bills. You do what you need to do. And that was like a really just kind of turning point for us. Um, I think in our relationship where, you know, he supported me and my crazy idea of, you know, this practice that, you know, was very atypical um, and just said, you know, that's fine. Just do it. Do, do what makes you happy right now. And um, so, Yeah. <laughs> It was a very, um, a very strange moment for me as a, like a baby chiropractor to have been, you know, approached like that, but then treated like that um, afterwards too. Well, I think you know, for the most part, we do categorize the male voices in our profession as being more yang types of energy, right? And like more focus mm-hmm. on hustling and doing and producing. Whereas for us as moms, women in particular, we're more 
yin type of energy. We're more reflective and introspective. But I really do think that we, regardless of, you know, male, female differences, like we have this other person that relies on us for their care. And if Mm -hmm. we are not available for our children, there's not someone for us, for them to fall back on. So that in and of itself really makes a big difference for the longevity of our practices too. Right. I never, I tell my patients, like, I never want to get to the point where I'm burned out. Like, I want to always, you know, and that's why I tell them with their treatment plans, too. Like, I want you to figure out something that's sustainable for you. Like, if if me telling you to come, you know, twice a week is going to break your budget, I would rather you come once a month and continue to come rather than, you know, only be able to afford, you know, two weeks of treatment and then never again. So it's yes. like, so figure out what's sustainable. Like, what can you keep up? And let's do that. Like, let's let's find out what that is and do that rather than come up with this, like, you know, like maybe it's ideal um, plan, but it's not realistic. And it's not something that you can do for longer than, you know, just a little bit of time and short-term time. So um, I try to practice what I preach, too. I'm, I tend to preach it before I practice it. But um, I know it's the right thing. <laughs> yes, you're not alone in that. You're not alone in that. Tell me more about what practice looks like for you now in regard to child care and how you manage your schedule and with your son at the age that he's at now, where do you think that it will go in the future? Um, the future is like a big question mark right now. We're going through a lot of changes this year. So um, I have no idea what the future is going to look like. And I get overwhelmed if I start thinking about it. So I'm kind of ignoring the future at this point. But, um, he is three and a half now. And Throughout the time that I was working, he has been in an in-home daycare. We've had a private nanny. We've shared a nanny. He has um, been, my father-in-law would meet me um, halfway and pick him up one day a week and watch him. Um, My husband and I would alternate schedules. So we've kind of been in a lot of different childcare positions. But right now, my husband is actually a stay-at-home dad. Um, And he does do a lot of work too so he likes to remind me that he works too (laughs) but he is um just the main care provider for our son right now and I like I tell him like it helps me so much to kind of just let go and go to work and not worry about things because like my son's home with his dad like it doesn't get much better than that you know especially as a little boy we live way out in the country now um, my husband runs the farm with his dad. And so my little boy gets to run, you know, up and down pond levees. So we have a catfish farm, which is why there's ponds. And, you know, he gets to ride tractors and he gets to, you know, do all that stuff all day long. And so like that is like, you know, the like most perfect life for a little three-year-old boy. And so it really takes a lot of pressure off of me you know, to kind of get home as fast as possible and to make, you know, the most, you know, efficient (laughs) schedule as possible so that I can get home so I'm not wasting money. 
um, you know, having him, you know, at a nanny's house where I wasn't making money the entire time or, you know, whatever it was. And um, so that has been one of my favorite situations. My husband is at the point where he's ready to kind of like have a break. So he, he <laughs> says, you know, I get why there's mother's morning out. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I used to judge these moms for like dropping their kids off and then being a stay at home mom without kids at home. But he's like, you know, I would love to just drop them off for a couple hours and then just like do something without him there or just like sit and do nothing for a couple hours. And I was like, you get it. Like you get the mom life now. Like you get like that. We love our children so extremely much, but if somebody could just take them for like, you know, 30 minutes or something, like you'd miss them again. <laughs> like you would have that chance to really like miss them rather than go, Oh my gosh, like let me go to the bathroom alone. <laughs> so I, I mean, I like, I like this situation twofold because now my husband gets it. You know, I think it gave him that unique perspective of a mom and what life is like at home with a child all day. So um, he is ready to, you know, he's getting his license this year. He wants to go out and practice. And um, so that's going to be, that's kind of what the future holds for us as far as we're going to have to figure out something different. You know, is it going to be us alternating our schedules again? Are we going to, you know, get a nanny again? Or, you know, is, is our father, you know, my father-in-law going to keep him? So I don't know. It's a bunch of questions. And right now we're just kind of working through one thing at a time and child care comes later. So <laughs> who knows? Much, as much as we want to know all the answers about what life should look like and what practice should be like, Sometimes the not knowing is just okay. It just is what it yeah. is. And we have to trust that it will all work out exactly as it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. My mom always had this phrase that was like, do the next right thing. And yes. so when I would get overwhelmed with like decisions, like when I was moving out to Texas to go to school and I was going to drive there and I didn't have a car yet. <laughs> and I was a little stressed out about that. She's like, what's the next right thing? I was like, well, it's to call this dealership right now. And she goes and call the dealership. Like just figure out that very, very immediate step and do that. And then you just do that again and then do that again and then do that again. And eventually you get through it. Um, but then I, it's kind of like that one bite at a time kind of thing. But I like that she called it the next right thing because I would get so caught up in like all my possibilities. And she was like, well, what's the right one? And so it just kept me on track with everything. And I try to just remind myself of that. And I tell my patients that a lot too. I'm like, just what's the next right thing? Just do that. And very very rest, wise. Like, just fall. My, yeah. mom, my mom is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Molly, thank you so much for everything that you shared today on this episode. If there's a mom that's listening who would like to connect with you or someone who wants to learn more about your practice, where's the best place for them to find you at? Um, probably on Facebook. I'm I'm on quite often. Um, I I'm always in all the mom groups. So Mama Chiropractors, Little H League. Like, so if you message me on Facebook, chances are I will see it and respond back there. We will make sure that we have a link to your. My toddler is in the room now. We'll make sure we have a link to your Facebook. <laughs> 
uh, profile in the show notes for this episode. <laughs> Thank you again so much. Enjoy your day. Thank you. You too. practicing three days a week at Mercy Integrative Medicine. That's a large multidisciplinary office within the Mercy Hospital System here in St. Louis, Missouri. We have on staff chiropractors, physical therapists, occupational therapists, massage therapists, and acupuncture. I have two life hacks since becoming a working mom. I have two small kids. I have a two-year-old and I have a 10-month-old. And so when I have been out of the house during the day working, um, evenings are very busy for us. I discovered that it was much easier for our family life for me to batch cook on one of my days off. So when I have Mondays off, I will typically prepare several meals during the day on Monday. I usually will cook either in the morning when my little one is napping or in the afternoon when they're both napping at the same time. And I will set us up for a week's worth of meals Um, protein sides and vegetables that are all kind of mix and match so we can just kind of grab what we need in the evenings or we can grab what we want to pack for our lunches and then I have my evenings free with the kids. Um, This also works well for our family because my husband works a lot of evenings and weekends so when he's not home in the evenings and it's just me watching the kids it's way easier for me just to make everybody a plate reheat it and we can all sit down together and have a meal. Um, My second life hack that I have discovered is my Erin Condren Life Planner, and I would highly recommend moms and working moms to go back to the old school planner where you can write everything out, you can see everything on a weekly or a monthly basis. This actually helps me prepare meals for the family because I have space in there where I can meal plan for the current week and I can also put down ideas for next week's meals so when I get to the point to grocery shop I have somewhat of an idea of what's going on so those are my two working mom hacks batch cook your meals so that you can eat leftovers during the week and get yourself an old school planner and start planning it all out Hey, so this is Dr. Erin Jacobs and my office name is actually my name so that makes that really easy Um, I'm in Greenwood, Mississippi, and as far as my practice hacks, um, this is something that I've probably not done as well in my first nine years in practice, but I've really focused on it this year, and especially the last three months, is asking patients for referrals. And it doesn't have to be, I want you to send me your your friend because, no, today it was a mom, and I said, you know, if you had come to see me two years ago, three years ago, would your life have been different? And she said, of course. And I said, well, you have kids, so wouldn't you want your kids' lives to be different and not to be in the shape that you've been in? Exactly. So let's get your kids scheduled. Um, If you'll talk to the front desk, they'll be happy to schedule your kids with you at your next appointment. And that's all it takes. It's not a difficult process at all. Thank you so much to Dr. Emily Spear for her working mom hack and Dr. Erin Jacobs-Stagner for her practice growth tip. One of my favorite practice growth tips, by the way, is asking for referrals from your ideal patients because it doesn't take more time away from your family for you to be actively working at receiving referrals in your practice. Okay, if you need help with asking for referrals, come join us in Mama Chiropractor's Find us at facebook.com forward slash groups 
forward slash mama chiropractors. And let's just start a conversation about how you can overcome the fear of asking your ideal patients for referrals. Okay. That being said, if you got a lot of value out of listening to today's episode and you know that there are other mom chiropractors that you're friends with on Facebook who would love this podcast too, then please go share the link to this episode on your timeline so more moms in chiropractic know why you think they should listen to this podcast too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We will catch you next week for a brand new episode with Dr. Jamie Tomura. Hey mama, I want to thank you for listening to the show today and invite you to become an Aligned Women Insider. When you subscribe, you'll get access to our upcoming free Ideal Patient Challenge and bi-monthly masterclasses, plus insights from me on growing a practice that's right for you and your family that I only share with insiders. So head over to alignwomen.com and subscribe today.